0: Hey, welcome to another Michigan Wolverines Maniac Podcast. This is the big game pregame. All right. Um, I'm going to try and unless something crazy happens during the week, I'm going to try and only limit uh, the podcast about two weeks so you guys don't get tired of me. Uh, you know, if something interesting does happen though, trust me, I'll be the first one on this thing, putting it out so you can hear it. But for the big game pregame, you can also find us at the Michigan man on, uh, Facebook. You can find us pretty much anywhere where podcasts are put out for right now. it's Pretty amazing. We're on Spotify, iTunes, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, uh, I said SoundCloud. I mean, we're pretty much everywhere. So, uh, now that's all been said. My name's Adam Brewer. I am your guy here. I'm the first and original maniac of many maniacs out there. Um, so, our, let me get down to the thing. I watched what we did last week. And I must say, I was pretty impressed. Granted, it was Western Michigan. We all know they suck. They looked awful but we can only play who we can play, and guess what? Those teams that we played, like Western Michigan last year, we needed till the fourth quarter to put them away. Uh, great example, Cincinnati and Air Force. Air Force is a boutique offense, which is kind of hard to stop, but our, D- our offense still should have put them away. We still should have put our uh, Air Force away a long time, like first or second quarter, and we are still fighting with them going into the fourth. We didn't do it this time with with uh, Western Michigan. Um, you know, like I said in the in the uh, reaction episode, we look great, uh, a lot of things that we still need to work on. Uh, but i 'll be honest, I think after rewatching this game, that's what kind of maniac I am. Um, I really believe our second string offensive line looked better. They looked hungrier, they looked uh, like they had a little bit more pop, a little bit more their asses down, shoulders set, their hips in the in the right positions to move people out of the fucking way. I'll be honest, I think our first string did alright, but I'm. I bet you money, if you put our second string in against some of these first stringers, like, I would love to see our second string line start this week, and see what they can do. I would love it. I really would. I mean, you've got... Uh, we at least got three out of four guys that are just phenomenal. Spinellis. You've got... Uh, I like to call him Phalange, but he's a big islander. Phil Laga, Phil Laga I think it, however you want to pronounce it, but he's fucking phenomenal, number 66. Old Chucky. Um, then you've got... Uh, well, Ben Brennison on the first line should never be touched. But with Philaga and Spinellis... Uh, Spinellis Put Spinellis at guard, put Phil at the tackle spot. Then you also have uh, two young, two young bucks that look fantastic, and Jalen Mayfield and uh, James Hudson. Put those two big boys on the other end. Uh, and I'm sure you, I would say put Mayfield at the guard and Hudson at the tackle, and. You have one hell of an offensive line. We'll keep release at center because he is the best center we have. I mean, he really is solid. Uh, unbelievable. I think I think our second line is probably better than our first. I really do. It's more athletic. Uh, I think they're hungrier. I really think we would be much better served if we put our our second string offensive line in. And I want. I would love to see what's going to happen this week. I, I hope we blow out SMU quick, which is a very good possibility. Um, and I hope that second string gets a chance to really show off what it's doing. Uh, I also watched a little video this week uh, by Ed Warner, our offensive line guru, and they asked, they posed the question. I mean, uh, when do you were you excited or did you expect to see the growth? of the offensive line from week one to week two. Now, he said, and which makes complete sense to me, he said that the majority of his offensive line's growth, the majority of the growth happens between week one and week two. And that's because they have already, they get to play whatever team it is in week one. And it's not their other teammates. It's not the same plays coming at them. It's done differently. It's different players. It's a real game time feel to it so yeah whatever butterflies whatever mental mistakes whatever happens happens and then you move on you kind of get that off you know it's like your virginity you shed it and you move on right and we learn better moves and we move on from there and hopefully we become a little bit more successful uh, from here on out anyway uh i really was impressed with the second string Um, Also, just so you know, the year that Ohio State won their first and only national title with Urban Meyer, Ed Warner was their, their offensive line coach. I also like to remind you that year, that was the year, their first game of the year, they lost to Virginia Tech. At Virginia Tech. No, I think it was at the Horseshoe. Either way, they lost that first game and they looked like Dookie. Absolute 100% dookie. So, if that can happen and they can win the national title, why can't we? We have the talent. I mean, that's what our de- last week, that's what our defense is supposed to look like when it gets rest dominating, completely 100% dominating. And I think our defense is in for it again this week. I mean, yeah, we should put 70 on this team legitimately i'll settle for 50 um because smu overall i mean they are about an average team good team speed overall average at positional players at best um but they're like a big 12 team if you allow them to get fast break points they're going to they love to pass the ball but they have zero defense. Typical Big 12 team. I don't even know if they're in the Big 12. I don't think they are. But they play like one. Um, they're currently on like a three-game losing streak, including that bowl game, in which they've been blown out. The bowl game, they lost to the Louisiana Tech 51-10. to Then opening up the season, they lose a tough North, North Texas team, 46-23. And then TCU in a downpour. So... You know, whatever, but this, the results were the same 42 12. All right. Their special teams are really bad. I think they've allowed one or two kickoff returns for touchdowns so far this season. Um, so it's a setup perfect for us to. Uh, they come to us in the big house. It is another game where our offensive line can really, really put our use all the focus we have and just you know, really buckle down and see what we can do. I, I'm, I'm very excited about this game. I look forward to this game. I think we're going to kick the shit out of these teams. Because uh, I, I think this is so, I know I probably said this before, so forgive me, but I really believe that this schedule, even though it's hard, it is hard. It is perfect for us, though, and how we're growing. Um, because we got the first test out of the way. We saw what we had to do. And this is what's funny. Last week, Notre Dame wins. And they say, oh, it was a close win to a Ball State team. you know what the score was? 24-16. But if you were to listen to all the pundits last week, oh, uh, Notre Dame looked good in the victory over Michigan. And that score was 24-17. In which Michigan, we had the ball driving down to score the winning or tying, well, actually the tying touchdown with a two-point conversion. Actually, we would have won the fucking game. We were driving to win the fucking game. Even though we had the worst first half in the history of Michigan fucking football. But no one, no one took that fucking, no one, no one talked about that. You know, let's get rid of Harbaugh, let's do blah, 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 all the same bullshit. Um, so it's funny how the team and the score, if the score's similar but two different teams, it's amazing how the outlook is different on both. I'm just saying it's it's just funny that way. That just goes to show you that the media is just full of shit anyways. So it doesn't really matter what the hell they say. They'll just, they're going to paint whatever fucking picture they want to. And I know I love Michigan. I love them. Like, I've said it before, but I love them more than I love some family members. I mean, I'm talking, if you're an outlying family member, you best hope that you don't die or have a fucking wedding on a Saturday in September, August, August. I mean, September, October, November, anytime in those three months. Because if you do, more than likely, I'm not coming. I'm just saying. (laughs) I know where my priorities lie, and they're with my Wolverines. But I'll tell you, though, I try to be realistic about us. I really try to, because the super fan leaves and left when I was younger, but I still love them. You know, so I still think we can do anything. I just have to be realistic, and I really do that believe that this schedule is set up for us in a perfect, perfect manner. It is awesome for this is the schedule where we we cleanse ourselves of the demons of the past and we move on to a brighter future, like Jordan did with fucking uh, Detroit and Boston. Just like LeBron had to with who you know whoever else he had, I know he had some demons that he get rid of. You know they're always talking about, oh he hasn't won one yet, and he was six years in. So all I know is this is perfect. This totally reminds me of the Washington Capitals and what they had to go through to get to their Stanley Cup final and to win it. Because I mean, we had our first test Notre Dame. Got, got, saw what we saw, knew what we had to do. And then what was the best way to do it? Start right from scratch. Start from square one again. And that was perfect. Western Michigan will we look good. Now we need to be like, okay, let's be realistic about what's going on. And let's start making some adjustments to that offensive line. You know, if the if the starters are going to be starters, and then they need to fucking man up, grab their balls, and start fucking blocking like they should. So I'm telling you, that second the second string offensive line is looking good. So then, boom, this comes up SMU, another chance to see what our offensive line one and two have. All right, because our defense is going to be there, and our offensive special weapons are special. They really are amazing. Nico Collins, are you kidding me? Nico Collins, amazing. Fucking Peoples Jones, great. Our tight ends, great. I mean, our running backs, they're fucking phenomenal. And then our, our two quarterbacks, amazing. Don't be shocked if we see Brandon Peters transfer that at the end of the season or the beginning of next year. Uh, I I really, I was a big Brandon Peters fan last year. I think it was a shame what our offensive line did to him or allowed to have done to him. Um, I also think though that he didn't come in to becoming the Michigan Wolverine quarterback with the right mindset. So I think that also did, did this poor kid a disservice. Um, but with McCaffrey and Joe Joe Milton uh, and then that Cade McNamara coming in, I think uh, Peters is uh, best served going somewhere else. I really do. Uh, so, anyway, uh, our quarterbacks are special. Everything's special on this team except for our offensive line. Now, if our offensive line just is 20% better than what it was last year, we will win the Big Ten and we will win uh, at least a playoff game going into the national title, we have to be 50 to 60% better to even hang with Alabama. Because our specialty players are as good as Alabama. Our offensive line, however, is not. Alabama's offensive line are a bunch of just big workhorses that push buildings out of ways, and that's how it goes. And if we want to win a national title, that's where our line needs to be. So anyway, getting back to that. Then with our schedule, we either have, after SMU, we either have Nebraska or we have, uh, we either have Nebraska or we have uh, Northwestern. So with that being said, either way, a good, harder test and back-to-back weeks of that you know, and then I think we have a Maryland after that and then we hit the really tough this is the moment when we're on the elliptical where you just don't know if you can make it anymore and you got to hit that hill and then we have Wisconsin at at home perfect for us we can beat Wisconsin if our auth- now here's one caveat going into that Wisconsin game though if if we, don't improve or have uh, Aubrey Solomon back. By that time, we could have problems with that run game. I'm not worried about Hornibrook passing the ball. Our 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 cornerbacks are much better than their wide receivers. I, and a matter of fact, it's not even close. I I uh, I pay Wisconsin's wide wide receivers no 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 mention. Now it doesn't even cross my mind. But the only thing that's going to allow those dudes to beat us is that 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 running game up up the middle. And that their running back, he is just like every other with Wisconsin running back, boring as fuck, but decent speed, hits the holes well. And knows what good blocking back. I mean, he's just an overall decent running back. Not going to make any tremendous waves in the NFL. But in college, he's going to look great. You know what I mean? But still, he's going to rush for 1,900 yards or whatever. But if we don't sure up the defensive line. That was the one thing that I noticed and not even the defensive line, like the defensive ends, our defensive ends obviously are amazing, but Moni, he eats up space. Thank God, but he doesn't really do anything else. And then you have Carlo Kemp, who played good and Singleton. I, I don't know where he, if he was slightly hurt or whatever, cause I didn't see him much. Um, I'm hoping that we get because we have Dumforth already. He's 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 beginning to live up to the hype. But what I would love to see is that Dumforth Solomon just pairing right there in the middle. That's where we're going to win. That's when we start dominating running teams, and that's when you start to see Michigan's defense, even as good as it is now, g- hits the upper echelon. With Aubrey Solomon, Dumforth in the middle, locking everything down and getting the, the line of scrimmage pushed backwards. That's when you start to see us change. We're, we're going to be good. And I'm like I said, we're going to be Big Ten good, winning it all. But national title good is our defensive line as if we have Aubrey Solomon, a healthy Aubrey Solomon with Dumforth right next to him. Now, I know he just had surgery about two weeks ago. This is going on his third week. I don't know if it was a scope, if it, because you know, the the uh, hard knocks. The you know, you never hear nothing out of Harbaugh's camp. You never hear what's going on or whatever. And I've looked. I've heard nothing other than he is he is week to week. Now maybe I don't have the sources yet built in to find out more, but that's what's important right now. You'll hear other people whine and complain about whatever's going on, but you put Aubrey Solomon back in there, a healthy Aubrey Solomon, Wisconsin, we will beat Wisconsin by 10. Actually, we could beat Wisconsin by three scores. Now, if that's 17 points or if that's by 21 points, we couldn't do it if we have an Aubrey Solomon and our offensive line's kicking. If our offensive line is really working hard, and, and they're good because I, I have zero faith in Wisconsin's offense other than that run game. But you put Aubrey Solomon, I have never seen, let's just put it this way. I have, I have been a huge Aubrey Solomon fan from the time he was a freshman. I think he is the closest thing that I've seen lately to a Warren Sapp when he was at Miami. No offensive lineman can stop him, and he's not like Mo Hurst where he pushes you back. He sheds blockers like snake shed skin. Easy. Just whoop, get off of me, bang, he's right there in the play. A healthy Aubrey Solomon, and I, I'm telling you, in the big house, we're winning 24-10. Easily 24-10, 27-10, because um, our defense well-rested with a good good explosive offensive team including the offensive line we do that and then cuz once we hop on them Wisconsin can't come back they don't have the they don't have the team to do it they don't have the offensive firepower to come back if you put more than 21 points on them if you slap them with 21 they can't come back from that they are run heavy they are, they are built to protect leads or come back from 10 points or more or less. 10 or less, they can come back from it. So then, bang, we hit Michigan State. At Michigan State, where we beat them, we can do it again. I don't think they're that. I don't think they're that strong. But as as we all know, when this with this rivalry with ISIS over there, you have to play the best game possible. You have to treat them like Ohio State. Because if you don't, something funky happens, like a botched punt, uh, a touchdown, a winning touchdown called back for a hold, stupid shit like that happens, and we lose. So. We need to focus hard on them. But if, if ASU can beat them, if ASU can beat them, we should spank them. That's all I'm saying about that. And then, you know, then we have the week off. Recoup, hopefully we'll have Tarek Black back in the lineup. Could you imagine a fucking lineup where we put on the field at one point in time oh my god I can't I can't even believe it people's Jones Tarek Black Nico Collins in the slot or the oh my god and then Oliver Martin and then you've got Grant Perry tell me how do you stop that when we can also have either Gentry or uh McCune out there how do you stop that How, how with a guy who rolls out, can you stop those players? I'd like to fucking know. You can't do it. The only way you're going to do it is if our offensive line sucks fat dick. That's the only way that shit's going to happen, folks. I, and I know that's what the Big Ten's hoping for, praying for. Because when you see our talent and you see what we can do, you better be fucking scared. Because we're going to dominate teams if our offensive line just gets better. I mean, for God's sakes, even our running backs can come out and catch the ball. And then if, then you're paranoid about the pass, then we'll beat you up on the run. I mean, all you need to, all we need to do is that offensive line, man, that's it. That is it right now. We're Achilles. We are the Greek God Achilles and the fucking offensive line are our fucking goddamn heels. That's it. But if those motherfuckers get dipped in that, in that lake, we're good to go. And nobody's stopping us, son. Nobody. I think we can fucking play with Alabama if that's the case. If we got a good offensive line, we are playing with Alabama, kids. That's how it goes. Ain't nobody stopping Nobody. You give Patterson time to throw the ball. Nobody's stopping us. Who are you going to Who? Just tell me who you're going to double cover. You double, you double cover Nico Collins, Ter- Tarek Black's going to go for fucking 150 yards. Same thing with fucking um, Peoples-Jones. And then when we need a tough 11-yard catch, guess who's going to get it? Either Grant Perry or fucking uh, Oliver Martin. And then you got all four. Let's say you got all five of those dudes covered up. Well, what are you going to do with Gentry and McEwen get loose? You can't stop us, kids. This is so fucking exciting. When you look at this, we are built for a national title. But it makes me sick to think it fucking all rests on our offensive line. (laughs) Like, oh! The what? Like, you look at some of them, and you're just like, please, do you realize? It's like, look, now, I want to have faith in this offensive line. and I do, and I, I have seen improvement in the starting lineup. But I'm just you look at some of these players like uh and then and uh and then you and then when you and and when you that's it sorry guys and when you the deep the right defensive tackle can't move. He can't pull. You know how hard it is for that dude to pull? Bushel beatty. I don't know what's going on with that guy either. He looks good. Sometimes you're like, that's the way you play it. You're 6'8", 3'18". That's how you play the fucking spot, baby. Good job. And then the next time you're like, what the fuck happened? It's like a dog that keeps shitting on the ground, our offensive line. And you know it's sometimes shit outside we're supposed to. But then there's other. the next 10 minutes, it, it's peeing right on the ground. And you're like, what are you doing? Why are you forcing me to... to to be so angry with you and it just looks at you with its big dumb eyes and you just don't understand why it's not understanding that's how i feel and i'm sure i don't know if that's how the coaches feel when they talk to some of our offensive linemen because these kids are smart they have to be they're going to michigan for god's sakes they're not idiots but they play as if they have amnesia They play like they've only played the spot for a little bit. I'm telling you, our second string offensive line. I know it was probably because they played the other second string for Western Michigan, but damn it, they look good. I mean, they made True Wilson get probably on an average about eight yards per carry. Because the holes were huge and that kid was hitting. It was a pretty it was a great thing to watch. So, uh, that's my rant on the offensive line, I guess. I just... I don't know. I just want them to be so good. I do. I just want them... I just... Because if we get taken down this year by our offensive line, it's going to be... (sighs) I don't know. It just, it like, not, I could get it if we didn't have any talent. But our defense is fucking amazing. Amazing. And we don't even have Aubrey Solomon yet. Our offense has weapons galore. But the one thing that could fuck it all up is our offensive line. And <laughs> they just don't seem to get it. I have to get this all out now because I want to be totally positive when we play SMU. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. And I want to be able to convince myself that this offensive line uh, gets it. I have faith in our second string. I really do. I really believe that we can make huge progress with our second string offensive line. Maybe I'm crazy. But you know, some guys are practice guys and some guys are game guys. And I'm telling you, I think our coaches fall in love with this, uh, the first string offensive line because I think they're practice guys. I think they look good in practice. Well, uh, minus two, Ben Brennison and, and, uh, Ruiz are solid. The other three knuckleheads are up for, for swapping. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. But yeah, Ben Brennison, um solid. Big kid, smart, makes the right. Uh, very rarely does he get beat. And when he does get beat's because Runyon is off, staring at posies or something. I don't know what the fuck that kid does sometimes. Um I think sometimes Runyon plays with like a like a uh, blindfold on his eyes or something. Like he's trying to use the uh, the force to block people. Um and when you, uh, I think he, I think seriously, his feet is made out of concrete because I don't see him moving. I, I don't know how he gets out to the field and I don't know how he does anything else. All I know is he can't move fast. So I don't know what he's doing. I, I really don't. I am shocked. And then bushel baby. I just, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. They looked good uh, against Western Michigan. I mean, they looked decent, but they didn't look amazing, you know. But the second string did! Fililaga, man, Chucky Fililaga, he's an Islander, so he is fiery. He can't wait to smack heads. Get that motherfucker out there and let him smack some motherfucking heads. Just fill and log in the fuck out of that line. That's all I want. I want to see an offensive line that wants to fucking hit people. Wants to fucking smack you around. I want them to be a bunch of nightclub bouncing motherfuckers. And right now, I got a bunch of millennial... Powder puffs that don't know what the fuck to do that are either too slow or just, just happy to be included. Like, how are you John Runyon's son and you're not one of the meanest motherfuckers out on the goddamn field? John Runyon. John Runyon. John- Does anybody else remember John Runyon like I do? He was fucking phenomenal. One of the greatest offensive linemen Michigan has ever, ever seen. And his son, like, how does he not just smack his son every day he sees him for just letting him down? Damn it. I know I said I was going to be positive about the offensive line, but it was Western Michigan. We looked decent against them, but we should have been blowing them out of the box. You know who did that? The fucking second string offense did. The second string offensive line was beating the shit out of people and moving them. Granted, you only play against the talent that is put in front of you, but guess what? They were blowing the fucking people out of the goddamn box. I'm just saying, give Phil and Laga, Spinellis, and... Rotate Mayfield or Hudson in there. Get these fucking four in. Get them in. When we need them, get them some real starting time. I'm telling you, they're blowing people off the fucking box, man. I mean, I can give you what, I'll guarantee you, fucking Jalen Mayfield is bigger and more athletic than John Runyon. Same with James Hudson. Oh, and then also, can we get Ben Mason in there more often? Because we looked good. Ben Mason is that attitude that I'm talking about. Do you see him smack dudes in the face? I mean, he he was our fullback, and he ran through the hole and opened that sucker up. He hit a linebacker and hit him into either the free safety or another linebacker in that game. That's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of disdain you have to have for the other team. That's to just lower, lower your head and slobber knock somebody the fuck around. Okay, now I'm done with that. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, seriously, SMU fits in perfect for us. They, they give up. They have allowed an average of 461 total yards per game. And points allowed 44. That's right up our alley. We averaged 33 points per game. And some like 379 yards total offense per game. So they're allowing more points and more yards per game than we even produce. And that's because of our offensive line. Um, Play calling should get a little bit better too. But it's kind of hard when a quarterback has... Hike, oh shit, I gotta run. You know, that much time doesn't really help for play calling either. Um Michigan and we're allowing only two fifty-five and thirteen yard and thirteen points per game our defense. That's how good we are. Okay. And that's only going to lower when we play SMU again. I'm telling you, we may they may get 150 total yards. Maybe. I'm gonna say it right now. I'm going to predict. Dicked. The SMU, yeah, I'll say 200 yards total. 200 yards total. Because yeah, I figure our second string will come in and allow them to, to, to toss the ball a little bit. But I'm going to say the game's going to be out of hand and our second is going to be playing a lot. So I'm going to say 200 yards total. Offense. So uh, also, um,. I'll go over the Big Ten a little bit, and then we'll get out of here. Um, But once again, Penn State, where Shocker's playing nobody, Uh, I think they're hoping to do the Alabama way, and that's pretty much schedule nobody's all season long, and then hope that their divisional... Teams are what carries them through. Because they're playing uh, Shocker Kent State. Well, gee, I don't know. Maybe you'll win that one before overtime. <laughs> Appalachia State probably can beat Kent State, but we'll see what happens. Uh, that's a real tough one. And then you got Wisconsin at home playing, ooh, BYU. Ooh, boy, they're scary. At Wisconsin. Well, settle it down, Wisconsin. Boy, you're really testing yourselves. I know we have Western Michigan and SMU, but at least we played fucking Notre Dame. At least we played Notre Dame. Point to one fucking great game so far that Wisconsin's played. Not one. As a matter of fact, their good game is coming up the next week, that, the, the week after. And that's against Iowa at Iowa at night. First loss of the year. I'm calling that shit right now. Because there's one thing I do know. Iowa, at night, at home, can be anybody in the, in the fucking country any time of the year. They put up 30. They beat Ohio State by over 30-something points last year. Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> Wisconsin's sorry-ass pass offense isn't going to do shit there. Anyways, no, I digress, and we'll move on. Ohio State's finally playing somebody. Woohoo! Now this one could be it. It's at a neutral site, not really neutral because they're playing TCU in Dallas, but you know, regardless, it's still considered a neutral site. Uh, you're gonna be, it's gonna be Horn Frog fans heavy. Uh, the Horn Frogs, typical, typical top level Big Twelve team. Decent defense, not great, decent defense. Um, Actually, one of the better hitting defenses in the Big 12. Uh, You can always count on TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And Baylor was in there for a bit until they started having their problems. But TCU, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and even Iowa State's coming up. But those teams always have fast-paced offense and decent defenses okay, so TCU's got a decent defense and they also have good pass defense because they have to play in the in the fast break league of the big 12. playing simple that's just what you have to do. So I don't know how this is going to turn out, but I wouldn't be shocked that this one's going to be a eight point game, an eight point game and I'm saying it could be 55 uh 48. I mean, it's going to be close. It's going to be a high-scoring affair. And if it goes to a shootout, don't be shocked if Ohio State loses. Do not be shocked if this is the first loss for Ohio State. Because if it goes, if it's a high-scoring affair, and it's a shootout in Dallas, Texas, in front of a huge TCU following, more than likely, don't be shocked if TCU wins this game. Um, I still think Ohio State is going to pull it off. But don't be shocked if TCU pulls this out. Um, Michigan State, fresh off that wonderful loss. I know people always say, no, we want them to stay ranked and be good up until we play them. Fuck that. I hate fucking Michigan State. I don't respect them. I can't stand them. I even hate them more than I hate Ohio State, I think. Only because their fans are uninformed morons. They're the ISIS of our fucking world. We created them. We need to get rid of them. I can't stand them. They need to go back to where they were, to where we are beating them 13 straight years in a row. They they don't, I just, I can't stand them. But they're playing a tough one against Indiana. So if Indiana pops up and plays like they do against us, they could probably beat Michigan State. But uh, Michigan State in October, and October's got some got some hard ones in a row. They play Penn State and then they play us. So that's right there. That they could be zero two. I don't think so because Penn State's awful. When you only have the five nine McSorley kid, I, I doubt you're winning national titles. Um, when that's all you have, and now Penn State, I don't care to hear your rebuttals because you have nobody and you know it. Um, and when you were good, you had Barkley. Ugh, that one dude, the wide receiver, and then you had the big-ass tight end who could jump over a building. Um, so right now, guys, that's where we stand. I think Michigan State's going to win. Ohio State's probably going to pull that one out at the end. Um, Wisconsin's going to crush BYU uh, in the most boring way possible. And then... Um, Penn State, yeah, come on, Kent State, don't be shocked. Don't be shocked if it's a fucking 17-21 game. But, I mean, Penn State will win, but it'll just be in the most disappointing ways ever. Um, yeah, I think you know, I think we're going to win. I think we'll beat. Uh, if we play the way we should, that's always a caveat I put out there. If we play the way we should, we should win. I'm going to say about the same, fifty-six to three. Superfan thinks if TCU can put forty-two on them and North Texas can put forty-eight or forty-nine on them, uh, we could put seventy on them. That's if our offensive line blocks and everything goes the way we should. We we could we could ruggers the fuck out of these dudes, you know, and put like 70, 78 on them, whatever we could i doubt that's what we'll do but i think we'll end up around 50 56 56 uh 56 3 will be the score this week and well-deserved 56 3 i hope that that means the first string offensive line is much better and our second string has got a chance to show off and you know of course nico collins and peoples and all them are just tearing it up once again so uh thank you guys once. Thank you so much for just listening each week, each week, the numbers keep getting bigger on, on the downloads. And I, I feel just honored to have such a small, but growing listenership. I, I feel honored that you guys even take the time to listen to me. So thank you so much for this. I can't wait till we're in the thousands and I can't wait till this is the most popular podcast for Michigan football that anybody will, they, they can't wait for the Maniac podcast. And I've got millions of Maniacs out there just waiting to see. And my ultimate goal, guys, is I want to get, have the podcast there on signing day when they do all those big, the big events, you know, and the Michigan Maniacs show up in force. And we are just a, we are just An amazing group of people who enjoy and love this school. And always and forever, remember, guys, Go Blue.